amuse me by making a program where I ask people where they're traveling to. Where are you going? The Upper East Side. Is that where you live? Uh, no, I live here. Okay. So you're a native New Yorker? Uh, sort of. Been here 10 years. Oh, okay. <laughs> does that qualify you as native? Uh, that's what they tell me it does now. It's actually my bus. <laughs> waiting for a bus. Yeah. How you doing? Where are you going? I'm going all the way up to 125th Street. What is it you're going to do there? I got to go up to the bathroom, buy a pair of pants. That looks like a nice cigar you've got there ready to smoke. Uh, yeah, that's all right. Yeah. Where do you live? I live off, I'll be up 125th Street, there by Bloomingdale. What's New York like? Huh? What's New York like? Uh, I don't know. It used to be better in the old days. It ain't the same no more. What did you used to do in the old days? No, I, I, I used to work here, you know. I used to work down at Garment District. And then I used to work down on 14th Street to meat. Meatpacking? Yeah. And then I went into service. Okay. Yeah, I'm a medic. So where did you see action? Huh? No, the wall was over with. When I, when I finished my basic, you know, I went to service in 75. And I didn't have to go over to Nam, over to Southeast Asia. You know. A lot of people were going over in Vietnam, you know, Cambodia, Thailand, and all. I didn't have to go. I was lucky. What's it like being a medic in the Army? Yeah, I mean, if I had you got to face the bullets. You just got to face the action like everybody else. That's the way it is. Do you think you're quite brave? Uh, yeah, yeah. Ain't no way out of it, you know. Have a nice day. Yeah, okay. They be shooting at everybody on that base, you know. Everybody, they shoot at everybody. <laughs> you know, that's the way that is. Okay, you have a nice day, yeah? Have a nice day. Thank you. the sight of your Judy Bloom. Oh. <laughs> I just wondered where you're going. Um, I'm going to work in Soho um, at Springer. It's a scholarly publishing company. Okay, so you're a book nerd. Yeah. <laughs> so you must have been quick off the mark when you heard that she was publishing a new novel. Yeah, yeah, and then I realized this is the only book I haven't read yet, so uh, I started it this weekend. It's really good. Do you remember reading Judy Bloom when you were a kid? Oh yeah, all the time. I loved it. What was it about her that was so good? I remember her too, but what was it about her? I think I think that is that she really nails what it's like to be like a 13-year-old girl. Like she just remembers and it's like everything you did that you thought was just you, it's like it's not just me. And is she managing that for adults as well or is it not quite? Um, well so far they're still teens, so um yeah, I, I think so. I mean, she still resonates, definitely. Is this your train, by the way, or not? This is not my train. Okay. I'm taking the up. <laughs> so tell me about um, working for scholarly publishers, did you say? Okay, uh, well, I work in marketing with librarians, so a huge chunk of our clientele are academic and government libraries. 
So I'm just going to go back to Judy Bloom. Which okay. was the kind of seminal book for you of hers that you can still remember names or particular passages? I would say there was, um, of course, Are You There, God? Is Me, Margaret. That was the classic. And then there was a book called Dini that I, I kind of really loved. Yeah. Didn't she have a back brace? Yeah, she did. She had a back brace. She had scoliosis. <laughs> there was a lot in that book about um, a particular party and a particular boy, I think. Oh, I don't even remember that. I just remember like the things that she thought about when she was alone that I was like, oh. Just, you know, discovering her body, like when, you know, when you're 13 or like 11 and 12 and you're like, oh, I'm changing and like things are so different and you're kind of grossed out and freaked out a little bit and you can't talk to your friends about it. And like Judy Bloom is kind of like the friend you can talk to. You need to write her a nice letter. I think she'd like that. I I think I really should. (laughs) Definitely. Thanks for talking. Have a great day. Bye. Excuse me. Yes. Can I ask where you're going? Oh, I'm going back home to the Bronx. <laughs> With what are those around you? Are those exercise bands? Yes, they are. Yes, they are. What have you been doing with those bad boys? Training my client. So you're a personal trainer? Yes, I am. Tell me about that. Well, personal training that I do consists of functional strength training, uh, some stretching, rehabilitation, body weight management. Right. Don't look at me like that. <laughs> so tell me, when you got into personal training, why? I got, well, I was actually introduced to it from someone who worked with me in the gym, from the fitness manager. And from there, you know, he, he saw how my personality was with the clients who came in and out of the gym. And he said, you know what, you'll be a great personal trainer. Why don't you go for it? So I said, OK. And now here I am 10 years doing personal training straight, and I love it. What do you think makes a good personal trainer then? Communication, knowledge, and a great smile. <laughs> what did you do before that? You were just working out, getting beach weight, beach muscles? Well, yeah, sort of, kind of. But I was more into the, uh, in the corporate field, working for a law firm as a, as a stockroom clerk. So from there, that was kind of slow. Really didn't like to tie in the shoes all day long. So sneakers and t-shirts was perfect for me. Did you um, have an idea of what you wanted to do when you were at school? Yeah, electrical engineer. Why didn't that work out? That didn't work out because the math... (laughs) It was literally too much math. You've got a great self-knowledge, if you don't mind me saying so. Thank you. So not electrical engineer, now personal trainer. If you hadn't have discovered this, do you think you'd still be wheeling boxes of documents around? Not really, no. I would have probably went back into school to probably pursue the engineering, but then like like most of us who do pursue school and have our goals and our dreams, wind up getting a, a base job that just pays, just to pay the bills kind of thing. And probably I wouldn't have been so happy as I am now. You're a happy man? Yes, I am. So personal training makes you happy. What else makes you happy? Working with the babies, working with kids and keeping them active. Kids have personal trainers? No, they have coaches. Yeah, they call them coach. I like being called Coach J. Coach J, Coach J. 
<laughs> that's great too so to get the kids active into the fitness now will help a lot of illnesses and sick people for the rest of the world years to come are you quite an evangelical for this kind of stuff do you think as much as i can you know as much as i can doing what i can do because there's there's a, a bunch of trainers out here there are a bunch of things that you continuously do to stay in shape like the yoga the pilates um you know the bikram yoga the swimming this the, that just basic walking you know but when it comes to the active way of living and feeling and being i definitely want to be a part of that regime to help others just reach more squat better and pick up their kids and toss them into the air can you show me a good squat i sure can describe what you're doing okay so this is going to be just a basic squat that's going to help strengthen up the hips the glutes the quads and of course the hammies and the calves the entire leg region and what you should do first is keep your feet either in two positions you want to go hip width apart or shoulder width apart shift your weight evenly within your feet you don't want to you know pronate or invert the feet or the knees right and keep your knees slightly bent draw the belly in to engage the core muscle so you're drawing back the pelvic floor muscles and slightly tilt the hips back just to engage the glutes as well chest is up nice and high chin parallel to the floor and you Proceed with a count, inhale, exhale, two, three, four on the way down, one, two, three, four on the way up, and we're done with the squat. That was beautiful. Where are we? Which street are we on? <laughs> this I think... is 63rd Street and Third um, Avenue. And that's the first time you've squatted on this corner? This was the first time I've ever squatted on the corner of 63rd Street and Third Avenue. <laughs> nice day. Yes, indeed. Take care. Well, there's no excuses for poor squatting technique anymore. Where Are You Going? is produced by the team at Loftus Media, the music's by Edwin Pearson, and it's recorded all around the world by me, Catherine Carr. If you're enjoying the podcast, next time you get chatting to someone on a journey, you could recommend it to them. Do subscribe to make sure you hear all the stories. After all, you just never know. <laughs>